0: be here, I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. This you've got a computer restart, we can see the... The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Like the hurt me to stay up. Gentlemen,
1: start your engines. Good afternoon, Radio. For those who don't
2: know, Radio Hotline, thanks for coming in making fun
1: on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about uh, that. Um, um, Technical goodies. <laughs> <lady>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. cheers. Good afternoon, Radio. <laughs> stranger there.
2: Who's that stranger in the background? <laughs> I can't tell you. It's Ivan. Ivan. The Terrible.
1: Ho ho ho, Ivan! Ho ho ho, Ivan! (laughs) Ho!
2: What's the matter with you, folks? You fucked up. I told you not. I told you not to put the video on. There you go. Look, the bandwidth's gone already. I told you not to put the video
1: on. (laughs) You didn't. You. He told you not to put the video on.
2: Hello. Yeah,
0: no, I told you
2: that. I told I... you not. I told you not to put the video on. Yeah,
0: I told you. Well,
1: folks. Right. Right. You look better in this still photograph we're looking at, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's a nice little jumper for the doggy.
2: <laughs> the um,
0: so that's what I'm seeing.
2: Look, we have an observer here in, tonight who, who may may have a, a a little chat at some point, but uh, Ivan uh, D. A middle initial D uh, Ho I, Ivan Ho uh,
0: right. oh right fuck yeah <laughs> I used to watch that <laughs> did you? yes oh. when I was a young boy I I snap snap off, snap a yeah, he doesn't look like an Ivan Ho to be honest
3: what does he look like?
0: an a big one I don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> what would the D stand for?
0: I don't know. Anyway, hello Ivan.
2: Hello Dirty. <laughs> dirty. I'm Dirty. <laughs> Very good. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> thanks folks for making time and of course uh, I think it's probably time that JP doesn't uh, introduce the show, which is episode 256 of Radio Hot Lap. That life out zany podcast that takes an occasion, look at something. Um, but not barbecues. It, be, fuck all barbecues. Hardly any motorsport. But virtually no technology. Um, and now only bi-weekly, I guess. Or is it bi is Bi-monthly. Bi-weekly, is it bi Yeah, it's
1: bi-weekly, every two it weeks.
2: Dual-weekly.
1: Dual-weekly. <laughs> <laughs> As
2: opposed to each way back. But of course, it's not about us. It's about the guests we have on the show tonight. And that is, Mark, I'm recovered. Well, are you there?
0: I am. Oh, there you
2: go. oh. well that's was very weird. Oh, well. How are you mate? And, uh, most of, uh, of,
0: of,
2: of course the first question is the most important question of the day. Um,
0: what are you having to drink? evening, lads. Um, not much, to be honest. Well, I think there's some remnants of a Riddick Cab Sav in a glass somewhere, but um, I left no, that maybe. a week ago. Unusually restrained at the moment. Oh, well, good for you. Oh, I'm sure you'll be making up for me, though. Well, we, we could be. I
2: What are you having,
3: Ivan? I'm actually enjoying a, a rather... Rather fruity, um.
0: not they? I has a very deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> not as deep as you, folks. No, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> the battle man? of the big I'm balls' on, on voices. Light
1: tonight. light tonight? Yeah, light tonight. Long drive home. You know how it works.
2: Rusty sausages uh, round the back of holes. the television. <coughs> digging up the carpet. Not drinking anything at all.
0: so So what do you talk about on this show now which I'm amazed is still going because the last time we spoke you were about to shut it down obviously that was a ruse (laughs) (laughs) just so we didn't have to have you on for a while Mark I
3: was wondering the same thing myself
0: you know here I was getting all distraught at the end of Radio Hot Lap ah well you see and it was just a blind
1: Always expect the unexpected when it comes to Rodeo Hotlap, folks. You know that?
0: Oh, it's like one of those falsehoods that they've been perpetrating in Big Brother.
2: Have you been watching it?
0: No, but unfortunately you cannot avoid the promos for
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Well, well not with went the 13 televisions you have around. I can't believe Big Brother's
0: brother still going. It was. I was living in the UK... Over a decade ago when that thing started, and it's still going, God.
3: Where were you living, Mark? I'm from the UK. In London. Whereabouts?
0: Uh, then I was in Weybridge in
3: Surrey. Yep, I know it well. In fact, my family lived there. Yes, well, I remember Big Brother starting on,
0: on Channel 4, and it went for years amazingly, and then started out here, and then died in the UK. Oh, it's crap. It's died here and, of course, it's come alive again in the UK and it's top rating on Channel 5. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. it's doing well here on Channel 9, so you can't kill it with a cannon. No, no, it's junk. It is.
2: Well, folks, royalty, 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 that's all we can say. They were on the red carpet the other night for that's right. the Premier. Not the Kingswood, but the Premier... Of Rush in Australia rubbing shoulders with the hoi poi.
0: I was. How was But it? I'm not in it. <laughs>
2: Look, we'll get to Terry Fuller later.
0: They didn't put me in it. I mean I went to centre and there I was in it. <laughs> and I'm old enough to have been in Rush but they left me out. I'm old enough. To... They didn't even have Murray Walker in it.
1: Do you think that was bad, folks?
0: Well, they got Simon Taylor to do the commentary <coughs> on the very... And, yeah, I mean, Simon Taylor's British motorsport journalist who's been around for years and does those wonderful lunch with interviews in Motorsport magazine, but the tenuous link as to why he got to be the commentator in Rush was that he called that f- final world championship deciding race at Fuji um, in... 1976 for on radio, I don't know where I doubt if it was the BBC, it may have been but anyway, so he's in it and I was just thinking well, why wouldn't you have got Murray Walker to do that? But it's not a documentary it is a very good film It is? It is, yeah no, it's it's just a plain old good movie, it's an exciting and a heroic story Um, What's the acting like? Daniel Bruhl as Nicky Lauder is fantastic. He steals the show he, even he looks, got like, He's got—he's absolutely like, nailed Nicky. He's got it—the accent, the mannerisms, down pattern. And um, the Lauder character, I think, is actually the star of the whole movie. Um, Chris Hemsworth is a good James Hunt. He's—you know—he's—he's—he kind of looks like. Well, <laughs> he looks like. Thor would be if Thor was <laughs> <Hunt>. <laughs> he, with the long hair. But no, I mean he does a good job. But Daniel Bruhl had the, um, who, I, I mean I hadn't really remembered him, but he he, he was in Inglorious Bas- Bastards, Bastards, whatever it was. Um, but he's just encapsulated the Nicky Lauder character so well um, that he really stars. And I think I mean Nicky Lauder's famous enough. It's not as if he's lacking for recognition, but. Um, I think this movie will actually immortalise Nicky Nicky Lauder just because it's such a compelling story, you know. He's such a hero. But a hero who is just blunt beyond belief, and anyone who's ever met Nicky Lauder knows that he's exactly like that. He is just so blunt. It's not funny. Very German. (laughs) Oh, beyond that. Yeah. You know, Nicky Lauder says, and always has, says exactly what he thinks and doesn't care what people think and that comes through in the movie and it actually humanises him to a degree that really that Nicky's image has never been humanised you know there is actually a human being behind it but anyway it's you know if you go and look at it through the eyes of a motorsport enthusiast you'll pick it to death because there are inconsistencies they've changed the story they've made Hunt and Loud and bitter rivals, which you know, they were rivals for the championship, but personally they always got on very well, and all the tracks are wrong, but you know, that doesn't matter, it's like you know, I suppose a NASA scientist probably watched Apollo 11 which Ron Howard also directed among others, and would pick holes in that but that's not the point, you know, this, this is just a cinematic experience and a lot of people who won't know anything about Nicky Lauder's near-death experience in the crash at the Nurburgring. Nothing about James Hunt. Nothing about their battle for the world championship. They'll be completely fascinated. I mean, it's a very exciting story, even <laughs> even when you know the outcome. It's
2: still a really good movie. The cinema folks seem to appeal strongly to the female population. Do you think this one will also, and non-motorsport fans?
0: Yeah. Well, it's because it plays up the fact that James Hunt was, you know, the archetypal. Playboy, um, Daredevil, Maverick. And, you know, there's. I mean, not only do you have motor racing, you know, fast cars and excitements and crashes, you've got sex, drugs, <laughs> sex and drugs. And diaries. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's right, yeah, everyone's smoking everywhere. Gosh, what a wonderful time it was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was, you yeah. know, that was back when, you know, <laughs> men were
3: men and women sex, were afraid.
0: Sex was safe That's and it. motor racing was dangerous. <laughs> sex was safe and motor
1: racing. That's very good, folks.
0: Yeah, it's not original, but it does does <laughs> the job. Um, yeah, no, the, yeah. The period stuff's good. All the um, the Formula One cars in it are either actual, you know, the Formula One cars from the period, or they put together quite a few um, replicas. And the racing scenes, the crashes, and everything. Uh, there's a lot of CGI involved, but you know, they look pretty realistic. And as I say, a motor racing enthusiast, particularly someone who's as old as I am, well, would be able to, you know, quibble. But if you, if you if you don't know much, or or if you know very little about motorsport and the whole story, I would think you'd be fascinated. It's mm, might be a stretch, but. I would say it's it's the best motor racing film as it were since Grand Prix right, okay. or Le Mans I mean Le Mans was good motor racing footage but you know had almost no dialogue in it so it wasn't movie, it's a bit weak on plot yeah, yeah. Uh, but beyond those two you know Driven was rubbish Dribble I call it um, Days of Thunder actually in hindsight wasn't bad and it certainly helped popularise NASCAR but I'm struggling to think of any other really good motor racing movies and, um, you know, this is a good one.
3: Does it show his demise at the end well? I mean, is that kind of...
0: who's Uh, Hunt's. Uh, well, no, it doesn't go beyond... Doesn't go past, finishes,
3: it doesn't go
0: past the 76th so, yeah. uh, yeah. so It finishes at the end of the It doesn't show him. Yeah. No. It goes out on a high, high. Yeah. Right. I mean, through the film, it does It does sort of interlace, um, you know, lo- uh... Genuine footage from the era, and it, um, you know, and particularly at the end, I was going to say I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert. alert I don't want to ruin the story, but <laughs> we know the outcome. Was, um, a, a was, it, it, it actually, it was you know, wrong, right at the was end, it goes into at, at actual archival documentary footage of, of, of James Hunt. Um, so you get to see what he looks like. And as I say, you know, Chris Hemsworth is very persuasive as Hunt. Foges. But not as persuasive as Daniel. Hogue. Just Nicky Louder.
2: Hogue. Hot tension. Yes. Was, that's why we need the video, so we go cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Ron Howard there? No. Were, but uh, but Daniel Buell was?
0: Yes, he was. And um, uh, who R- else? Richie, Cun- Richie Cunningham wasn't there. Sorry. No. And uh, who <laughs> else?
2: Who else's significance was there? Um, AJ, I saw. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Enolds. Uh,
0: yeah, there are a lot of there a lot of motor racing people, a lot of media, um, a lot of corporate guests. Um, it wasn't a list, I've got to tell you.
2: Oh well, right. because it, obviously, because you were there.
0: Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, but it was put on by the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. Right. and um, So, Ron Walker was there then? Um, I didn't see him. I mean, they had so many people there, to be, they had to split into two cinemas. I mean, originally, the invitation said, you know, come to Crown Casino or Crown Cinemas, and it'll be in Cinema 6. And I and, you know, I don't know, 100 other people ended up in Cinema 7. So they obviously completely filled Cinema 6 and they had an overflow. No, but it was, you know, I mean, in terms of, it was a a motor race, a Australian motorsport A-list, yes, but in terms of big name A-listers or personalities or celebrities, no.
2: Right.
0: So premium economy for you, was it? I I'm not sure what you mean but <laughs> yes folks
2: okay, so let's, let's get on to the important stuff were there nice snacks were there little trays of snackage going around Cause
0: no 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 snacks no. no a soft drink and popcorn that's all you got that was your lot oh gee
1: wow. and then
0: there was a girl wandering up and down the aisle offering ice creams you know choc tops
3: right
0: <laughs> but for which you had to pay no, oh, that's a bit rich.
3: <laughs> what
1: about rich. Did you get any free Jaffas you could roll down the
0: aisle? That's no, car- none of that was available unless you no. went Gee. and bought them beforehand. But I mean, the chop tops being for sale was fine, except it wasn't suggested. You know, she came up and said, "Would you like a chop top and all that?" And as it happened, I didn't want one, but um, a friend of mine beside me bought one for his um, young boy. And then suddenly she said, "Oh, that'll be whatever it was, you know, sixteen dollars Go you're bothering me. So that was a bit odd, but otherwise we were given a soft drink and popcorn.
1: So out of ten, folks, how would you rate the movie? Oh, look, don't,
2: don't do a Margaret Pomerantz.
1: No, I'm just saying... I mean, no, I'm, I'm not asking Margaret. how many stars he gave. I'm saying out of ten, how would he rate it? No, out of five, it'd be so you could do half stars. <coughs> I, I guess eight. 8 well that's pretty good that's solid because you're you, you're fairly critical folks so yeah but I I reckon that's pretty good
0: I'm looking at it just as a movie that I would go and see that wasn't about motor racing right okay yep. like Apollo 11 or you know um oh. and Frost or <laughs> anything like that so
2: but they're all Ron Howard
0: movies well yes that's, well, I'm, why I'm I'm giving it a, that's why I'm using them as examples.
2: But. I'm giving it an eight and a half, folks. <laughs> hey, who? Margaret.
0: I am. Why? Seven.
2: Because I'm, I'm the David Stratton tonight.
0: <laughs> How do you do that without but, but seeing the film? Have you seen it? Absolutely. Not. Box. Absolutely not? <laughs> Cause <laughs> Cause the point, has, is.
2: What you the point is that I have to go no. half a point different to you.
0: That's what really matters here. Okay, well, you could have gone 12 <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> out
0: of 5. That's
3: a bit surreal. Mm.
0: Anyway, yeah. in my humble opinion, <laughs> worth seeing whether you, you like car, motor racing or not.
1: Okay, so talking about the cinema movie, which you touched on earlier because you're in it. Yeah.
0: It's well, well, actually a documentary, Harry not a movie, it's, JP.
1: it's actually on, on Channel 7 on Saturday night, this coming Saturday. At 9.40pm, our time, so probably 10 past 9, your time, I would suggest. Why? Why? Well, it is. It's just on. I wonder why. I'm I'm suggesting that every ad break, of which there will be many, being Channel 7, there will be an ad for Rush.
0: Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. another documentary, too, though. They're like London buses, you know. One doesn't come along for hours, and then eight arrive. Uh, Um,
1: The 220 banana route. Do they always yeah. come in bunches? Ooh, that's
0: There's suddenly so another Formula do One documentary bad. that it was actually promoted at the premiere, and I've read something about it today called One. Mm-hmm. And it's basically... I'm not sure what it's about. Well, I think it's about accidents in Formula One back in the day. Oh, right. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's out and about. On
1: the big apparently. screen? And
0: apparently. Right. Oh. Don't hold me to that, though. Okay,
2: folks. I I guess that one. Of the, I'm surprised that you didn't give it actually eight and a half on the basis that it gave you an opportunity to miss the Singapore Grand Prix.
0: It wasn't a reasonable excuse to to miss it. Oh well, I, I didn't need to miss the Singapore Grand Prix, but I've done all the others so far, so. You know, missing one's not going to kill me.
2: No, I mean missing watching it on TV, not going up there because. Oh well, no,
0: it, I made it back. I know
2: you don't like the sweatiness anymore, and you've I, over I, you're over those half kilos king prawns, <laughs> and the, you know the lounging in the in Marina Bay sands.
0: Yes, all of the above. But no, I, I did get back from the premiere to to watch the race, and um, really, I, I I have no idea why I hurried, <laughs> because. You until the last 10 laps or so, minutes, yeah. it was extremely dull, <laughs> unusually dull.
2: Well, you have a sixth sense for picking the right event not to go to.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I would have liked to have seen, well, I kind of did see, but it, it would have been amusing to see Fernando's taxi ride for Mark Webber and then the furor that ensued,
1: which oh, was wasn't that a of old bollocks. outrageous.
0: In itself, it's pretty stupid, but the fact that he got penalised ten grid places at the next race is not actually f- for that offence. It's just it was his third reprimand yes. of the season, so, so he automatically he gets away. a ten grid place penalty. But it—I mean, the more you look into it, I can understand their reasons because they decided that it was done in a, a dangerous manner. So they're not—they're not against drivers getting a ride. As such, but they just you know wanted so that the driver doesn't run onto the track in con- you know without the marshals' per- uh, marshals' per- um, permission. Um, Fernando Alonso slowed in an awkward place apparently, and the two Mercedes nearly ran into them and blah blah blah. But I mean, back in the day when um, who was it? it? Was Nigel Mansell famously gave it and centre a left right, back?
2: Exactly.
0: Yep. You know, I mean that's.
2: Uh, and I believe Derek Warwick even himself had been a recipient or deliverer of a taxi ride, which, which brings me to another point that should money have changed hands if it's a taxi ride?
0: <laughs> Pretty uncomfortable taxi uh, perched yeah, on that, the that side that, pod. The point is... In danger of slipping off at any moment or you know, fall under the wheels and be crushed.
1: Hadn't Webber given Alonso a lift previously? About two or oh, three seasons a ago? a payback ride. yeah.
0: Uh, I, I mean, know. I can't remember exactly, but probably... I, reckon I mean, I reckon This is not uncommon. I mean, it's happened mm. so many times, you know, with the, the Mansell and Centre one was the most famous one. Mm. But it certainly happened over the years. I mean, back in the 60s, I can see, you know, in my mind, I remember images of, you know, drivers sitting behind the roll bar, behind the cockpit, you know, straddled <laughs> over the, sort of the engine, yeah. getting a ride back.
2: And to the... To be fair, folks, I suppose when you get a track which is uh, a rather dense track like that, in terms of moving around the edges of it, um, being stranded away from your pit or the you know race control can be a drama. The last thing is a driver wants to be you know having to negotiate through public areas um, to get back to his, his pit bay. So perhaps there's some mitigating circumstances there. or well, well, certainly can see the necessity of wanting to go there had it been something like a place like in Austria or something, you know, you'd be be walking through the daffodil paddocks.
0: Yeah, in essence, I think drivers should be allowed to hitch a ride back and just leave it up to their common sense. I mean, you know, we are trying to suck every bit of fun out of life, aren't we? With all these rules, (laughs) you know, OH&S arrives in Formula One effectively. It's ridiculous.
2: Well, I can see that you're trying to suck all the fun out of life by getting yourself a little free little gig to go up with Nissan to Fuji to see the uh, the inaugural running of the Zod, without myself there to make sure that you're not inhaling any raw fish or unsuitable teppanyaki. Not happy about that.
1: Really? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, like folks really gives them. Yeah, I tell oh, someone yeah. who cares.
2: <laughs> oh, it's just harsh, isn't it? You know, there you were, there you were, saying I, someone was just a journeyman, but then when the gig comes up, no, nope, thanks, I'll take the ticket.
0: Yeah, nice. can we move on? Yes. I mean, we talk about something else. We've we got something more interesting to discuss.
2: Ooh. I I noticed a, a tone of you know what?
0: Exasperation,
2: disdain, oh. uh, hanging up by the, the shits. The, the shits. shits. <laughs> Come on, you got a picture of uh, Mr. Big, but he lost his hair quick, didn't he? He did, didn't he?
1: Yeah. And he's got, got a very strobey shirt on. <laughs> because of the screen
0: <laughs> resolution. Come on,
1: JP, over to you. Well, well, I see that certain. Um, Bernie's uh, off the hook temporarily. The German courts have postponed the decision on whether or not he bribed. And uh, it's going to go uh, next year, the German courts, before they actually make a decision now. So um, another six months, presumably, that he's off the hook for.
2: Well, do you reckon about that, folks? Apparently the entire... Um, the legal team or whatever got dismissed or whoever was making the decisions for whatever reason that smacks to me of someone might have been
1: bribed well and the interesting thing is that cbc capital partners who, who are the biggest shareholder and in they've got no one on. have backed into the hill basically We've stood by a so there
2: you go who knows but he's well, off in the their interest to yep folks what, what's the low on that mate
0: I would think now that it probably has very little chance of actually going to court. Mm. Um, so, well, essentially, what essentially what the the prosec I mean, the, it was up to the prosecution to whether that there was still to be actually decided whether they were going to take Bernie Eccleston to court. So, yeah, of this decision. They've now postponed it even further, which would suggest there's some doubt about it. So, on the surface, yeah. uh, I would say that um, it probably will never get to a court in Germany. Mm. It'll just, it'll go away quietly, but yeah. that's just my gut feeling.
1: I reckon you're probably right, because it's basically it's the court that's got to decide whether or not he goes to court, so to speak. And uh, if they're deferring again, you sort of think that it's dwindling away and they're they're worried about the fact that it's it's all going to be too hard to prove
0: yeah well they've got to establish that um the what was it 40 something million 44 million euros I think um maybe you know that that it was a they're trying to establish that it was a bribe that Eccleston allegedly paid you know to clinch the deal yep um for CBC to to buy Formula to, to One, to robustly,
1: um, robustly, yeah, he maintains
0: it, yeah. that it was just his, yeah. this guy, essentially German guy, threatened to make mischief with the uh, inland revenue, the tax office in the UK. And Bernie just said, oh, you know, rather than go through all that nightmare of being audited by the tax authorities in the UK, he he paid in the money.
2: Yep. So you know. Make you up your own mind, really, but
0: the German authorities have to come up with a strong enough case to prove their assertion that it, it you know, that it was paid as a bribe to facilitate the sale to, um, well, essentially CVC or, or to for the German German bank or banks involved to, to sell to CVC, because there was another company in the United States which has recently also been claiming that you know. They made the best offer, but they were undermined.
2: Well, it wasn't all just Formula One last weekend, was it, folks? Because there was a doubleheader at Dakota Circuit of the Americas, the yes. uh, anti-penultimate round of, and you know all about that sort of stuff now, having been become learned about penultimate <laughs> and anti-penultimate. Penultimate. Say that no, one more time. Um, so, well, well, so it's the third last, year. is it? The third last yeah, of the American Le Mans series. And, and it's also the penultimate round of the World Endurance Championship. But It's the first time in the year... Well, actually, it's not... Well, I, think it, I think it is the first time in the year that the American Le Mans series has, uh, has, has teed up at the same location. And they were run as separate events. One on Saturday, WC on, uh, on, um, on Sunday. Um, Tom Christensen... Taking the Audi uh, with his regular Audi teammates to victory there, Toyota second, Aston Martin winning the Pro Champ, the Pro class in GT, and also first and second in the amateur amateur class. Our friend, our friends from Denmark who are riding there with their, you know, heart on their sleeves, uh, managed to get another podium without our friend Alan Simonson in the car. So. But as they move off from here to, I think, Fuji before moving onto the final in Bahrain, who knows, folks? But that will represent the very end of American Le Mans series, as we know, before they move to 2014, where United Sports Cars come into play, effectively an amalgamation between Grand Am Racing and uh, American Le Mans series. And having watched a couple of uh, Grand Am races, and I, I I think I saw one at your place when I was over there for Sandown with you, that I was more impressed that the shapes of the prototypes are starting to look a little bit less like a truck. They are now. They've become particularly cars like the Corvette.
0: what they're calling the the Grand Am Corvette look more like proper sports prototypes and ugly bubble top things that they were running before, but they've still got a long way to go, they're going to try and balance the rules next year to, well for the next couple of years I believe so they're going to give the Grand Am cars some aerodynamic concessions um, to try and balance the performance between them and the LMP2 cars, but the Conventional wisdom, from what I'm reading in the sports car media, is that really they're going to be flat out getting anywhere near the, even the LMP twos on performance. So how they're going to juggle that and balance it out? Because of course, into the new United Sports Car Championship, um, you know the the full on LMP one prototypes are gone, aren't they? Well, original, yeah, that's the
2: original plan, but. Audi and, and BMW and uh, uh, Toyota and, I guess, um, Porsche, uh, which haven't said anything, have been making noises saying, that well, we might like to enter this space. And, of course, quite rightly so, because the American marketplace is, is, is huge, and the the television budgets associated with, the, uh, with uh, motorsport and, and other sports over there are many multiples of what uh, they would um, receive from a a revenue return in other parts of the world, so it would make sense for them to look at that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it though Hardy, because LMP1s are so sophisticated and so fast, you know, compared with the Grand Am cars which are just, you know, they're fairly blunt devices, you know, stock block V8 engines. Um, Fairly crude aerodynamics up against these super sophisticated, full on sports prototypes, you know, with hybrid technologies of, to varying degrees as they'll be next year. So I'll be interested to see how they balance that all up because, I mean, you could see how particularly Audi and Toyota and, and Porsche would want to be at least competing in the Sebring 12 hours and perhaps even the Daytona 24 hours. The rest of it, not so sure. But
2: and, and with hybrid technologies, because, folks, I, I think we're we, it is going to be a couple of years of well, certainly next year will be a, an amalgamation is getting a bit of a feel. There'll be some people with their noses out of joints, but a year later, and certainly with 2014 being the arrival of Formula E, which is going to generate some interest around um, effectively what would you call it? Formula Three cars, or? or we'll, better than that. it be like GP2 cars with electric chassis, electric uh, sort of uh, drive trains I think built by Raynard. that'll be running around metropolitan areas through like the main streets of, 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 of Las Vegas and uh, sorry, of uh, um, Los Angeles and Rome with even now I understand in-car charging within the race. I'm not quite sure how that works. Does that mean they're going to have like induction mats all the way down, well, the front straight so that <laughs> they, they, they pick up a charge. I mean, interesting but I, we're definitely moving towards something something uh, pretty smart so I suggest that if anyone, any young drivers out there who are in the karting industry and, and are looking to go forward to a, a career in motorsport uh, study electronics engineering at the same time. Well, we'll see. Formula E is certainly interesting
0: and racing on street circuits in downtown in major metropolises all over the, the country, not in Australia but elsewhere, will certainly be interesting and I guess environmentally that's the key, they're, they're not so noisy so these little, I think they're more Formula 3 or something style, cars and um, size and performance um, buzzing or whizzing their way around the these inner city circuits they don't create the noise problem so it'll be interesting to see whether people you know, actually turn out to see them but it's a, it's a brave move by the FIA and, and, and certainly one that's in keeping with the times But um, it's interesting what you say about charging on the run, I don't know how they'll do that you're ahead of the curve on that one compared with me, I haven't followed it that closely I know they had a big announcement of it at the Frankfurt Auto Show a week or so ago but I haven't, I haven't caught up with all of that, but it will be interesting just because of the locations, if nothing else.
3: I think the locations will be more interesting than the actual racing themselves in some way from a global point of view. You know, there's no romance without the smell and the noise.
0: Mm. I, I would tend to agree, yes. That's my impression, but until we see them, they'll make some sort of noise, it'll just be a different sort of noise, and it's a noise for a new generation...
3: Surely they, they can do it. Do, do that at home with PlayStation, can't they? You know, it's sort of.
0: <laughs> you can't well, you can imagine do, it. A form, you can do it with your electrics. I, I don't know. You know yeah. we're, we're talking about an iPhone generation and trying to attract them, and what they will see as being exciting, and what noise will get them going. Um, you know, I can't possibly think what, you know, what, what gets a 20, you know, a fifteen or a twenty-year-old going these days compared with. When I was that age, I still suspect that noise is exciting, um, but that sort of whirring, buzzing, whizzing sound that you'd think an electric car would make—maybe that's 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 the new noise. Yeah, that's I really don't good know. Good. We will yeah. find out.
2: That's an interesting point, folks. Because as we parked the car at Sandy and JP and I—we were walking in, and to the right inside there was a, like a there was a sort of a ring there, weren't they? The, the, the yeah, well, they were they? Radio controlled, controlled. Radio controlled. I'm sure they were electric. And they had that same sort of wine, but uh, I'd be keeping an eye out for um, the Bose-sponsored car.
0: What Bose, as in audio?
2: Well, look if if it doesn't sound right, they'll be able to work out some way of making it sound right.
0: Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's not as silly as it sounds, you know. Synthesized noise, car engine noises, is something that's being increasingly incorporate into road cars um it will become more sophisticated and be done electronically you know by computers making you know weedy little engines you know sound more interesting but they're already doing it by you know make um the acoustics of the basically the you know in the manifold or the intake system and channeling that sound through into the cockpit of the cars now, yeah. so you can hear, you know. That's absolutely
2: right, folks. Because that Focus RS I had with a two and a half liter five pot uh, Volvo engine had exactly that. Yeah, they mm. had built some some sort of ducting into under the seat, so you got all the pops and bangs. And and uh, I was actually it's funny. I was just talking to Dan about that, and he said, Island. Look, I had a driver. He had to drive oh, the Island. AMG A45 oh. and. I,
0: it's there's
2: a lot of that going on in that car. You've
3: got to get one of it. Well it's Ivan will tell us. It's it's a, it's a it's a wonderful thing, but it it, it you, you you were just talking about the you know, the iPhone generation and all that sort of stuff. And but you know, John was talking about Bose engineering sound into the cars and watching all that. You know, you can't although that car has amazing performance for what it is and its price point, it the sounds that it makes are not legitimate in that they're engineered into the car in a weird way. Does that make sense? You know, They're there for effect yeah. rather than purpose.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Which is wonderful, and, and it sounds fantastic, but, you know.
0: It's not the real mechanical sound, sound, but yeah. you know, yeah. the people buying it are, are you know, largely going to care less.
3: The difference today, I, I suppose as of 20 years ago, would be that that car would make the sound but wouldn't perform. But this thing, I mean, it just, it's unstoppable. So it's a good car, so I mean, having driven it, were you impressed? Very impressed, yeah. Yeah? Um, it's, it's a sophisticated sort of Subaru experience. I know you've got one, not, I don't yeah. seem to say it's... You know, yeah, are you it's, talking like from a four-wheel drive perspective or... Oh, just I just think, just you know, it's, it's got a touch the of back the, and the, the German sort of... You're getting a, a feeling of um, a handmade vibe. Right. Um, at an interesting price point. It's 100 grand behind a C63, and in, in real life, I'm, I'm not a motor racing guy, I'm a street driving guy, but you're 100 grand behind, and you're nipping on the heels of a C63.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know. Hmm. Mark, oh, do
0: It sounds like exceptional value, and the, the performance that, that got out of it, from what I've read, is, is you know, for a, well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's beyond hot hatch. It's quite extraordinary, but particularly for the money, you get everything. You get the badge, the performance, um,
3: the build quality there as well. They've managed well, yeah. to hang on to that.
0: Yeah, but you know, are you getting the, you know, the real visceral, visceral sensations? You know, um, I would tend, I would, off the top of my head, although it's impressive, um, tend to think there's probably, in some aspects. Quite anodyne compared with you know a more conventional, just normally as- high performance, normally aspirated rear wheel drive car. But it, you know, not yeah, that, comparing yeah, uh, directly because they're two
3: different things. But there's just. It's, but I, I think this drags us kicking and screaming back to your your iPhone generation, and your iPhone yeah, right, They're not they're not they're not interested in feedback. They they want noise, image, and and sort of almost statistics.
0: I'm so, so you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the people who'll buy that. This is Um, coming from
3: this is coming from someone who drives a 1974 Mercedes. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Fuchs has got a 1974
2: BMW.
3: What have you got?
0: This is not quite. It's a 1978 BMW 528i. Ah, okay.
2: But it's luxury. We did our E28. We did our first episode of Car
0: Yeah. No, it's a good old bus. Been driving it lately, actually. Shark nose shape. Yeah, 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 great old car. Yeah, no, it is not. Death trap, but <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, as the boys know, I've got Nature's HSV Senator, and I just love a big rear-wheel drive, booming V eight. You yeah. know, that's just me to a T.
3: Yeah, I'm right there I'm with you.
0: Yeah, um, but I can, you know, I can see the sense of uh, that. Uh, the AMG 45, isn't it? Yeah, eight forty-five. You know, it's got to be a hell of a thing. But
3: is it me? Probably not. Nor me. I, and I, I, I think, I, you know, I think it's sort of a sub forty-year-old, you know, doing well sort of guy's toy. You know, and at eighty grand, eighty-two odd grand, you put twenty grand down, finance the thing, and you're suddenly you're in a zone that you never thought you could be with Mercedes with an AMG badge. Sure. No, I can see the.
0: Um, I can certainly see the appeal,
3: but. Yeah, I mean, give me a 50s 300SL or something, and I'll be, oh, happier.
2: <laughs> you know, on the note of... So we're talking about performance vehicles for the road. You know, I loved that Focus RS, but I never used it. And I had another car, which was more, less dog-hair sensitive. But even if I did keep it, where the hell could I drive the damn thing, except on a track, which means... I sort of go, I'd love an A45 yep. if I had to go places.
3: Completely agree with you.
2: And then the other day, we go out for a ride in your car.
3: And the old car. And
2: I go, can you just keep it 55? Because this is cool. It's... With the windows yep. down. And it's... And I went, oh, I must be 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the reality is you can have a lot more fun with old cars, and I'm talking about cars that are over 30 years old. In the real world. At, at very low speeds, because comparatively, you know, they've got no grip. Hmm. Yeah, And you can actually throw them around
2: and <laughs> slide them. And no, no, no exactly. It? Yeah, at cool.
0: low speeds, whereas, you know, my senator has got so much grip, you know, such huge tyres. Look, we're not
2: but, picking James Bond up from the airport in Jamaica.
0: To throw yeah, it yeah. sideways, you know, you've got to be doing a dangerous speed, and if you, you know, if you don't get it right, it's a catastrophe. Whereas my old thing, you know, got to go sideways at the drop of a hat, and don't even talk about the wet. You know, woo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's very low speed.
2: I think you're missing the point that I'm, I'm trying to make here, folks. Is that you don't want to go fast. Is when you start to get in some of those cars, and I certainly, I, as soon as I got into it, I, I looked at Ivan. And, and he was terrible. And he said, he said, um, he said would, you, would you like to go for a ride in a Grossa? And I went, oh, do you know what? Like an old Mercedes 600. Now those cars with the Venetian blinds that you could just see a Cuban president with a long cigar and dark sunglasses waving gently from the rear window. I could see you in that
0: I, yeah, it sounds like me, really. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm liking that idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you, uh, you're right, Hardy, there's, you, you, there's legally just, well, even sensibly you can't drive, use the performance of these, of these cars, even on a quiet back road, because you know there's likely to be a cop hiding somewhere, or it's just irresponsible, so you can only do it on the track, and you know, some people will do that if you, you know, um, if you've got enough money and the will, you know, and you're happy to burn out tyres and brakes. Yeah, you, there's track days all over the place, and it's, it's.
2: Which, which then gives a really does that not give a really good uh, rise to the case that we should just go and kick the can and put each of us put 20k in and have. Aussie racing cars are available for us to race over at Tony Quinn's operation in Island Motorsport Park for five or six times a year.
0: Yes, we are aware of your interest in this. (laughs) Uh, 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 You've been heavily promoting evidence (laughs) we went over there.
2: Well, you know how to fix that one. But but we, we, we can easily get the fines. Put it this way, if we...
0: Yeah, sure.
1: We've just got to tell Hardy to come up with the initial twenty grand, and when then we
0: yeah, we've ordered Also, Aussie racing cars are a bit too manic, really. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were
2: foaming at the
0: mouth, and the bloody the in the i uh,
2: thirty. Actually, <laughs> I was foaming at the mouth when you were driving. You foamed at <laughs>
3: the mouth anyway.
2: I was, I was, I <laughs> let me tell you, I was on the outside going through the forest spa. Thing, yeah, thing was lifting
0: a rear wheel. I missed an opportunity to do everyone a favour there, didn't I, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, what? what was it? What was that favour? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: dear. I love it. Uh, you did put my name forward, so I do thank you for that because it, it was a good trip, wasn't it? In the ran rev- missing. Mm-hmm. It was. Unfortunately, we're probably not going to get to the GT race.
2: Yeah, it appears that it's impossible to get a bed anywhere other than under the the uh, uh, Stags head. But I'm uh, sure if you are,
0: and an Arab is sticking to their guns, they're not going to be there. They're off is running right? there.
2: Actually, that's interesting. SLS
0: is in uh, Asia with Mika Hacken driving. Where did that come from?
2: Yes. Oh. Uh, that's that's. Jeez, there's a lot of bitchiness. Did you know about that? No. Nice. Yes, I saw that earlier today. Right. That, that Mika, the flying Finn, mm. is going to drive uh, with Betty. Betty's co driving.
0: What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Get out of here. No, it's a young Chinese guy, oh, 17 years I, old or she, something, and nice. they're racing it at, at. Where is it? Zhuhai and
2: Macau. They're driving it at Macau as well. Wow. Yeah. We should go to that phase. I so wanted to go to the... the, the um, I don't you know. even know how they'll get that SLS around the track it's so wide. I mean, at the hairpin,
0: they'll probably have to do a three-point turn. <laughs> it <laughs> will be interesting, but, um, yeah, no, well, Betty and Betty Komenko, the owner of Erebus, and Tony Quinn do not see eye to eye.
2: I think Tony, Tony did say that he was, in a very pleasant manner, if you remember how he would do whatever was required to get her to come to the
0: show. Whoa, that'd be taking one for the team, wouldn't it? <coughs> <laughs> Whoa. 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 Oh, it's it on the nose. Oh. Anyway, apparently not. It's on the nose. Oh Dear yeah. mate. Anyway, it'd be fun to see Mika Hacken and driving, I must admit. Yeah, it would be good. Johnny Walker ambassador.
2: What happened to the Schneider puss?
0: Otherwise occupied, I imagine. Mm,
2: no more puss.
0: I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no <laughs> no idea. idea do I? So we um, any danger that we'll do any tech? Yes. Well, Folks,
2: um, well, there is a bit of danger we should do tech, and I guess it's time for tech time. <laughs> iOS 7 arrived last week. Uh, and many people, many people have upgraded unwittingly, in fact the lowest base product that can be upgraded is an iPhone 4 and I've come across several customers who have said it's just almost unusual and I I would agree with them, it's extremely sluggish. On an iPhone 4? On iPhone 4. On iPhone 4. Mm.
0: I like it too.
2: Works on my iPhone You, phone, don't, you 4S. don't deal with people all day long doing stuff. True. And and i just what I'm saying is that I'm particularly PC. This yeah. week has been manic. It's, no, not, it's got nothing to do with the PC. The fact is, the phones on their own, it's just this, The whole thing is unresponsive. 4s is a minimum standard from a performance. As I would see. Now your folks, you're on a five. Uh, no, I've,
0: I've, I upgraded my 4s.
2: Five. Without oh, any problem. problem. You did your 4S file. Yeah, I
0: know, yeah,
1: same as me. Yeah, no worries.
0: No, apart from everything seems fine except the, the calendar they've mucked up. And the alarm clock. Oh, I think. Oh, like the new sound of the yeah, alarm clock.
2: They've just changed it. They haven't mucked it up. It actually yeah, works. I don't like the way it
3: looks. It looks yeah, plain. No, but, and but that's,
2: no, that's, it's, that's, that's the know, look. That's, that's I what
3: they were going, going for. Why can't they give you an option?
2: Well, there is yeah. no option. No yeah. options. Mm. See, there's no options. You know, this
3: is like. Yeah. You want
2: the options? BMW gives you options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for. How many a, options?
3: I'm going for a cigarette.
2: Okay. Ivan's uh, uh, had to escape. From I'm his, going uh, to
3: endorse its tobacco. Sorry. It.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was previously in Bulgaria, where he was allowed to. Half your luck. Only a, st- a quota of twelve cigarettes per day, but here, fifteen. But he's moved, despite the English accent and the name. So your overall impression of iOS 7, folks?
1: Do you yeah.
0: like it? I like the look of it generally. As I said, calendar is, is not as useful because you don't see as much as you used to. Like you have to... You used to... Like if you had something set in your calendar, you know, and, yep. um, it used to just automatically pop up down the bottom yep. no matter what time of the day. Whereas, well, as far as I, you know, I go on to the... Um,
2: if you go and play around with your preferences, you will find... That well, you can well no, you can go it.
0: to a, to the day view, but you have to scroll through the times. That's,
2: that's what it seems to me. But, I mean, apart from that, no, it's fine. Just drag the screen down, mate. Then you'll see your calendar immediately.
0: Yes, I know that. But before, it used to just come up when you had the... By month. Regardless. There are a myriad it of options there. For whatever day you're on, if you had something scheduled, you'd see it down the bottom. Have yeah. you
2: bolded your text, folks? I can't be criticised for the uh, for this. No. Have you bolded your text, folks? Uh, no, I haven't. You haven't. Or t- okay. oh, and increase your brightness. You no, know you can. It's all under accessibility under mm-hmm. general. It's where the handicapped people go.
1: Where's yeah, I know that. I, I had to bolt mine because, you know, yeah. these old eyes aren't... Anyway, I mean, so it's easy.
0: not a disaster, but the rest of it's fine. I didn't have any problem downloading it, as other people did. I have upgraded both my iPhone 4S and my iPad 2, no problem.
2: The iPad 2 does is... don't
0: seem to have lost anything. I had to put a couple of passwords in, back in again, but...
2: The iPad 2 seems to run very nicely on it. I don't see a problem with that at all. But I think it's time to move away from tech time and onto little snacks because I've got a little story to tell. Oh, Unless someone else a has a got a food story. story. Oh, no, no, oh, no, have you got go anything back. else you want to talk about?
1: Well, no, i just got a couple of minor tech well, things and I, Well, do you remember? I mean, real, I don't want to take over. Do you remember? I mean, real, I'm not like that. Real player? I, 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 Can you cast your mind back far enough to remember what, real what player? What do fuck, you
2: remember real player? Folks,
1: Real player.
0: I remember real play, yeah, that's way back. It is,
1: that's right. It was dominant in the market there for a while. And it just
0: like sort of died in the late, late 90s? Yep. Well, no, uh, they're looking to
1: come back. But yeah, about that, yeah, time, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is, they're looking to come back. And, of course, what they've done is, after lo- losing US 18500000 million, that's they've close. turned to Las Vegas for inspiration. And they're going to have some game house casino... Plus, bloody thing that's going to get supposedly get them back in the mainstream. It again. sounds
2: like the commonality between Lost Vegas and Real Player is the name Player.
1: Well, Player is obviously a part of it, and but the whole thing is going to be a paid cloud based video storage service called Real Player Cloud. So there you go. A PC. Mm, you heard it here first, and it'll probably be gone by Christmas.
0: I think I would have rather heard about the snacks. I think you're probably right. Yeah. But I've
1: got i I've got a segue, sort oh, of come on then. Which is an app controlled microbrewery called Brewbot. And it actually you buy this thing, which is absolutely astronomical price, about fifteen hundred bucks or something. But what it does is you control the whole thing via an app. So you can control the temperature of the brew and what you bloody do with all the ingredients and all the rest of the shit. So We've gone from apps to beer, and then it's an easy jump then from beer to snacks,
0: I would suggest. Well, let's make it then, please. I think that's a very good idea.
1: Except Hardy's just disappeared, so we don't know what the hell he was going to talk about snackage.
0: Oh, he's back again, sorry. Right. It won't be barbecues. It no, it won't be you know, barbecues. He's going to get a, a sample and, of the No, it won't.
2: Exactly. It well, is yeah. a sample of the snack. And, JP, right. I'm going to let you try a little bit of the... Uh, uh, because uh, Dan actually had it the other night when oh, Bryce right. Washington was over. This is a, uh, a little sample of the oxtail stew that was made the other night. Okay. Uh, Dan, what did your impression?
3: It was absolutely sensational. It lacked depth. We both agreed on that. I agree. I agree. Beyond with you. that, the pap- papadelli, It, it just, which you
2: didn't hand make, I according to the rest No, 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 no. Uh, but that was it,
3: very
2: it it it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it 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 was brilliant, but it just wasn't as brilliant as it could have been, and I, I was I was confused with it. But I'd like you to try it and uh, tell us about the level of brilliance um, that you think of this. Uh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just, just.
1: Oh, lovely. You're a fucking... just lovely. lovely. You're
3: not trying it at all.
1: Yeah,
3: I
2: thought that was what
0: he was going to make. <laughs> chilli sauce. Mmm. But mm. on Very
2: nice. So, Fogoir, when you come over for...
0: El- I swear, John, you would have chilli sauce with Vegemite on toast. <laughs> yeah, he would. He, he does. There's no th- chilli sauce involved. He does the toast in it.
3: Everything. And he stripped it on my bloody trousers. Mark, how long have you known, John? Too long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in. Stole the words right out of my mouth.
3: I haven't, I haven't known John that long, but I'm learning. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, an acquired taste. Correct.
2: Actually, it's all Oh, well, fuck off then. <laughs> uh, Would you like to do the exit? Who?
0: The, the exit, the exit, to,
2: the exit to the show. And show Are you my,
0: talking to one?
2: I am talking, <laughs> I'm talking to one. I'm, I, and I do apologise for not realising. Well, I'd
0: love to do my patented exit, but I, I'm such a sieve head that I've forgotten what episode it is already.
2: 2.56, but I have to say that I am very sorry that I didn't actually realise that George Foreman was anyone other than just a b- bloke at Had a bit of sunburn that well, endorsed... A barbecue. In
1: fact, I th- folks, uh, that was interesting because Hardy was telling me about that as we drove over to Sandown and I was laughing about the fact that he didn't know who George Foreman was. But then it suddenly sort of struck me that there's probably quite a large number of viewers who would be equally as ignorant in terms of they see the George Foreman grill and just think it's some American Afro-American dude who sells cooking <laughs> stuff. And I understand you put him straight.
2: That it's, it's not a very good grill, so I don't <laughs> imagine George was any good at what he did. was supposed to be
0: fat-free, well, wasn't that. The former old world old? heavyweight boxing champion of the world.
2: Oh, mm, sorry, the uh, am I interested? I just want a good grill. <laughs>
0: it's and little, it's not it's a, little, a good I grill. Say it's a little grill.
3: Maybe they should do a Muhammad Ali grill. Yeah,
0: I am the greatest grill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when he'd been lucid, yes, it would have probably been a winner. <laughs> unfortunately, the you sportsman, have... the athlete of the century, the you you know, have... 20th century, is, uh, he's, um, well, he's not all there anymore, unfortunately, because he's got Parkinson's disease. But That's right. Just he before... was the greatest athlete of the 20th century by common consent.
2: And just before we sign off, and, and on, a, on a serious and also um, uh, say a a solemn note but it's worth noting um, that Jack Brabham's first wife who was part of his life for the three world championships he, uh, he won and also the mother to David, Jeff and Gary passed away in the last week
0: Sadly she did, yes that's correct
2: Is that it? Is that it? We're, sort of we're not going to talk about new blasts or something.
0: Uh, what else am I supposed to say? It's I ti- never met her. I've only met Sir Jack's second wife.
2: It's time for you to sign off. Anyway, thinking of David as... Uh, and uh, very interesting things going on there with the Brabham family. With um, well,
0: Matthew's uh, winning up a storm over there. He's um, he looking is. like the real thing. He is looking like real the real deal. Searching. All right,
2: leave it over to you. Two fifty six. Off you go, folks. Sign her off.
0: You've just been watching, or you've just missed episode two hundred and fifty six of Radio Hot Lab. Bye, boys.
2: Cheers, folks. Thanks, folks. Good, Good night, guys. Uh, just stay on the line because
0: and we've, Bye. Got, we've,
2: got, you, we've got a little gift to send you. We'll need to get you.